0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the
1: inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
0: Jürgen, uh, first of all, in the past week, obviously you've won your opening Champions League game. You're now level on points at the top of the Premier League as well. But what's been the most encouraging aspect what you've seen from your players in that time?
2: Oh, look, the, the last week was not the... The best week of our lives. Let me say like this: It started with a a really good football game with some with some things um, which we obviously didn't like and which which don't help. And um, so then it's all about showing reaction because you cannot influence the, the things that happen to you in life, but you can influence the response you show. And we, I like the response. To be honest, um, it was um, the boys were really ready to to work extremely hard again, show real resilience. Um, Fighting for a result, digging in, all these kind of things, which is important. Um, we would, I expect that actually, but um, after the, the very, very long, very, very good time we had, it's then possible that, that people react differently, and my boys didn't. So they did exactly what I thought they will do. They fought as much as they could, and we won both games. So that was the part I like most.
0: In terms of the squad as well, Jurgen, how are you looking injury-wise? I'm thinking, obviously, Naby Keita, Thiago, Joel Matip. Are they available for Champions League action this week?
2: Don't think so. How
0: long are you looking at for those
2: three? Oh, it's still what I said last week. We look day by day, but it seems, <laughs> it looks like that it will. Uh, we need a few more days. Um, so for tomorrow night, they probably will not be ready.
0: Okay, fantastic. We go to Ian for two questions or one question for sport and then we'll go through the list. After that, we'll go to uh, Lace Vogue, who I'll promote to panelist. Ian. Hey Ian. Um, Hi. Sort of two questions in one. First of all, how much are you looking forward to again being back at Hanfield and maybe exercising the coast of Atletico Madrid from last year? how much do you know about Mitchell and, and what sort of threat oppose you?
2: Since yesterday, I, I know a lot. Uh, before that, to be honest, I, I knew a little bit about the, um, what the, um, the story of the club, if you want, the, the, the things they tried using science in different way, working really um, very specific, uh, very interesting project, I have to say. Um, and so now, since yesterday, I saw I saw plenty of games um, and some summaries, and um, so now I'm in the picture and. Um, they are good. They are really good. And um, the 4 0 against um, Atlanta was not a 4 0. it was a 4 0 because that's the result, but it didn't look like this kind of game. Um, they were really in the game. Possession, it was pretty level, both teams. The football playing side, different ideas, depends to what the opponent is. So they are flexible as well. So it's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Um, and uh, we have to be ready for it. Um, and that's what we try to be. Ready?
0: as well so they're all sort of
2: modelled together aren't they, really yeah I said it's interesting so they actually mean um, um, five years ago but in my break I was uh, I, I I was interested to 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 go there for a while of or Brentford um, just to to have a look what they do exactly so um, but then I signed for Liverpool so I couldn't do that but that shows just it was already five years ago um, and it is still. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a interesting approach.
0: Okay, Thank you, Ian. We go to lass I hope I pronounced your name correctly, and after lass we go to uh, Kenneth. So, Lass I presume you're from Denmark?
1: Yeah, the way. You, um, Hi, Jürgen. Um, Hi. You coached uh, a couple of Danish players uh, through your years in uh, the Bundesliga, what is your general impression of Danish uh, football players?
2: I'm not sure of mine. If Leon and, and Bo, who do you have? Mohamed. <laughs> can we, can we, is Mohamed Zidane a, a Danish football player? No, he, he grew. I'm half Danish. Danish. I take that. Um, they're all pretty different. Uh, so um, Bo became, meanwhile, a pretty um, promising manager. Um, Mohamed is a businessman. I don't know exactly what Leon is doing at the moment, but I think he's still living in Germany. So. Um, Brilliant characters. What can I say? Hardest worker. Funny people. Um, if they are role for all Danish people, then congratulations. <laughs> so um, that's. Um, I only have good experiences with them. To be honest, uh, I like the country. Always did. Um, was there as a kid already on holiday. Don't know exactly why, but I was there. So um, and it's it's it's. I have only. Uh, good memories on that. So, but now we play Midtjylland, and I don't know how much that says about Danish football in general or whatever. It's just what it shows about football in general: is um, that a lot of things are possible if you think quicker or different to other people. Um, if you try it in a different way, then uh, you can, um, yeah, make big jumps. I think in 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 Denmark, pretty much um, the Copenhagen teams are were used to. Be the, the the main teams, and now this this team is um, is disturbing that a little bit, and uh, they have all my respect to be honest. So we are not like this that we think we are Liverpool and they are Milan, and we don't know exactly how we write it. Um, we really respect them a lot um, because we uh, understand football, and in football a lot of things are possible um, in a positive way if you show the right attitude in a negative way if you don't show the right attitude. I'm sure Midtjylland will show the right attitude, so we have to do that as well. We have to bring our 100 per cent and then we have a chance and we don't need more.
0: Okay, We're going through the questions as much as we can. next one is Kenneth, and after Kenneth we go to Nate Williams. So Kenneth is next, who I think is also from Denmark. Kenneth. Yes,
1: hello.
0: Yes, Hi. Right I'm the hometown of Midtjylland Helling in Denmark could you talk a little bit
2: more about it, how you're approaching this game? <laughs> I know.
1: Think about <laughs> <laughs> well, how we
2: approach the game. Yeah. I'm sorry, we are not private. <laughs> so you know it's a press conference. <laughs> uh, we will yes, not. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. So. Nothing to say about it. So, look, you know what Midland is doing. Yeah? midland different, different style. So they have a playing build-up, or they are more a bit more direct in their in their in their build-up stuff like this. We press them high, then they play more long. All these kind of things. They have um, really experienced defenders, um, f- good footballing midfielders, speed on the wings, physicality in the centre up front, um, and they, they have a clear plan. And um, so. We have to see. We have a clear plan as well, which is adaptable, I would say, um, we, and we, we will try that, so we have to make decisions um, before the game and then we have to make a lot of good decisions in the game, and then we have to show proper, proper, uh, pro- that we are ready for a proper fight, because that's what I actually expect. And um, So, that's it, that's our approach.
0: Fantastic. OK, we've got Nate Williams followed by Chris Baskin, and we'll keep going through the names. Nate, over to you. Uh, It's Nate Williams from Germany, DPA. Uh, I just had a question about uh, German football and the philosophy. Bayern were very successful last year in winning the Champions League. uh, Have you integrated any German philosophies from football into your team when you won the league last year and obviously the Champions League the year before?
2: I don't know anything about (sighs) country-based... Philosophy. So oh, that's not 100% right. So let me like say, maybe the Spanish philosophy is is, is, um, is a very technical um, philosophy, let me say it like this. And maybe Germany is, I'm not sure exactly what our image is, but maybe less so technical, <laughs> more from a fighting point of view. Um, so I am German. I live for the majority of my life in Germany. I'm educated there. I'm raised there. So probably, yes, some German things. Will be in my philosophy, but unfortunately for you or for the question, I never thought about my philosophy really. Um, I just what I did, what is right, Um, and didn't write it down or told anybody. Um, So that's it. Yes, we are 100% influenced by by German things, but not only because um, I have only one German player in my team, if I'm right. Yeah, Joel. and all the other players are com- coming from all over the world, and they are much more influential on our actual philosophy than I could ever be. Because um, as a coach, you have to you have to um, try to understand what your team is able to do, and then you have to use that um, and to help them, obviously. But it's all based on on their character, on their on their um, identity, and um, so it's a mix of pretty much a lot of philosophies. Okay,
0: Chris Bascom, followed by. Uh Jonas, uh, so uh, Chris Bascom first and then we we'll go to Jonas. Hi, I, was just Hi. I think the quarterfinals finals last year were played when you were in your pre-season camp and I think the team gathered and watched some of the games. Was there a real sense watching that of, can't let that happen again this year? You know, you really felt as though you should be part of the... That like was last eight, wasn't it, when, when, they had the,
2: when, you, when you would have been in a pre-season? Uh. I don't, yes, should not have him again, of course, but yeah, it's far away, yeah, so... Um, um, we we played a really good game, I know people forget that, they tend to forget that when you lose a game, but we played a really good game at Madrid, lost their 1-0 but we're in the game against a difficult side to play, and played a super game at home which we lost, sounds crazy, but we played a really good game, um, and what can you do more? then um, being one time at least level and one time the better team, that means usually if you use your chances that you go through. So, um, performance-wise it was not a problem. It was a very strange time, that time um, we heard the day before um, a lot of things, two days, three days before a lot of things, it was the last game before lockdown, so this is not an example for what um, how we should do it or how we shouldn't do it. Football it can be, but all the rest around was completely different. So, but we love that competition and we still love it, even when we got knocked out last year um, um, a bit too early. Um, but it's still different times. So, it's Europe, it's Champions League, it's Anfield, it's at home, but there's no crowd here. Um, but it's still the competition we love. And um, I hope we showed that already last week, and we have to show that tomorrow night again, and then. Um, we will see how far we can go, but there are no guarantees. But a lot of opportunities, and I like opportunities, and so let's try and give it a proper try.
0: Okay, we're down to the last few questions now, guys. I'm not going to get to everyone who's got their hands up. We'll go to Jonas Dalgard and we'll go to Andy Hunter, and we'll try and get one more after that. Jonas first. So,
1: uh, Jürgen, uh, I have a question about the, the throwing coach Thomas Kronemark. Uh, Considering your uh, your knowledge of, of his work, do you prepare any uh, different way uh, on on his Metieland
2: that, that also works with with <laughs> <laughs> And Ajax used to work with him. We are the Thomas Grönemar group, pretty much. Um, um, if, so we saw we saw the um, we saw the influence actually really in the analyse, We saw the influence of Thomas uh, when we watch Metieland now. Um, and I think he will be proud of that. But it was a pretty silent week. Thomas is a 100% professional, and we don't ask him now what are they doing, and we, they don't. And he would not give Mijan the answer what, what will they do. That's just how professionals work. So um, he's a super guy, helped us a lot. Um, but throw-ins are a big, always like a big part of our, maybe a bigger part than for some other teams, you know, in, in for our preparation for the games. But it's not the only part. So um, we have. We have to think about a lot of things, and uh, we know that um, they will not make a lot of mistakes <laughs> around throwing. Let me say it like this: so they will have their routines, like we have a few. And um, in the end, we have to make sure that we can use ours and deny theirs.
0: Okay, fantastic. Uh, that was the same question Andy Hunter was going to ask, so I can remove Andy from the uh, panelists. We'll get last two. Then is going to be apologies again for the pronunciation. uh, uh Larsen Brock, jeppe hey? Anyway. Far away, what I say doesn't matter. Jeppe. Jeppe.
2: Right? Exactly, perfect, perfect, that's amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: Mr Klopp, um, obviously you're used to playing uh, big teams uh, in the Premier league, all the, <laughs> <laughs> um, the final games of the, of the Champions League, um, but what do you think about meeting uh, a smaller team from a smaller
2: country in the Champions League? Um, but yeah, what do you think about... about I like... <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, you Danish guys, you have obviously to work a little bit on your confidence because we don't see you as a small as a small club. We see you really as a as a as a team, a proper challenger in this group. Midtjylland is not part of the group. Nobody in the Champions League is part of the group because um, they are nice cities or whatever. Um, they are just there because they are good football teams because they earned the right to be in the Champions League in the season before. And Midtjylland, after they had an impressive comeback against Brøndby. Um, on now top of the table as well, I think. So it means they are good again. Not only last year; they didn't. Don't know exactly how many players they lost because I didn't watch games from last year, only from this year. But um, it is just a good football team. And in football, that's the thing we probably all love most about it. Um, pretty much everything is possible. We use that from time to time for us. So maybe from another perspective. But I'm sure Milan sees it exactly the same way. So they don't. Uh, wave already with the white flag. Eh? So they will be here and try to do everything they can. It was always the case and was never different. And I would expect that exactly like that. And we respect that. And um, so there's no smaller team in the Champions League. They're only teams. And how small, how big you are, you show in a pitch in the game and not in any press conferences before.
0: Fantastic. Then the final question is going to be Sammy Patterson. This is the final question to Mr. Klopp. Reminder again that Alison Becker will be our player in a few moments time and also a reminder if you want a recording of this you need to uh, contact your UEFA but Sammy the final question in the press conference to our coach
1: yes hello Mr. Jürgen Klopp hello uh, Sammy from Komein here uh, I was uh, wondering what do you have to say about you, you lost Virgil van Dijk to a serious injury and uh, you played two ga- games uh, without uh, Virgil van Dijk you won the two games but what do you see in the defense how are you coping with the, the
2: Without uh, Virgil uh, in the defense, do you think? As good as possible. Look, every team in the world would miss Virgil van Dijk. He is the best center half in the world. Um, so uh, that's of course not an easy, not a easy thing to do. And then you have you play the game. He gets injured, and you play. Three days later, the next game. So you have to build your new lineup. That Virg is not only best in half; he could play on pretty much all the games in the last two and a half, three years since he's here. And um, so, of course, that's then um, that's. Difficult to do because all the boys played together with Virg, but they didn't play too often together with each other. Like and then um, uh, Joe Marti was injured as well, so that uh, that doesn't help. And Fabinho, the usual six, has to play in seven and a half. Joey is obviously position, so that all that then helps. Then but and then Trent and Robo, left and right, so um, they are not used to each other as much as pretty much all other pairings. And yeah, for that we did pretty well, and that will get better 100 per cent, because um, unfortunately pretty much all the things in life need time, um, and defending needs time as well, to, to, to bring it on a specific level especially. And uh, So for as a start it was OK, um, but we all expect pretty much um, not perfection, but not too far from perfection from us, and um, that means there's space for improvement, that's okay, but how is that? Um, we need everybody needs time to replace a, a, a massive player or person or whatever. But so far, we did okay.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh,
0: good to see you. Um, first of all, we were expecting you to be out for well over four weeks, probably closer to six weeks. So have you managed to get back to first team action so quickly? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, first of all, I'm really happy. Um, yeah, I tried to give my best, and I have the uh, the top physios on my side, helping me as well to accelerate the 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 recovery pro- process. But uh, as soon as the doctor said me it was four to six weeks, um, I told him, "No, doc, we go to two or three weeks maximum." And he agreed with me, and, uh, and that then we just go for it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be to be back. I just want to to thank thank uh, the 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 physios, the, the fitness staff, the doctors, uh, and the goalie coaches who helped me in on this process.
0: Obviously, though, while you're back, Virgil van Dijk is is out for. A long time. I just wonder then, how does it compare playing with Virgil Van Dijk
1: at centre half to having Fabio playing at centre half? Ah, uh, Fab is a fantastic player. He's doing really well as a centre back, but we we will miss uh, a lot Virgil. We can't deny that, uh, but uh, we have the players that we need to to keep. Playing our way, keep doing our best. We don't need to change the way we play. uh, But we will miss him. He is one of the best players uh, in the world. And uh, when you don't have him, those kind of players uh, on the team, on the pitch, we will miss them. This is a fact. We've also seen a couple of VAR decisions go against you over the last uh, couple of weeks. And and the boss particularly made the point as
0: well. About the penalty that uh, Sheffield United were awarded, have decisions like that impacted on yours and your teammates' confidence in the VAR system at
1: the moment? I I believe we players we don't have to think too much on uh, the referees' decisions and VAR's decisions. Uh, I think, but uh, yeah, we just want uh, we just want that uh, the things of football go in the the fair way as possible so sometimes when the the things come over to you yeah you just feel angry or you just feel sad uh, about it but sometimes can happen and uh, we just have to deal with that but uh, we have to focus on our our game on the pitch and then uh, we have other people to speak about the heiferies and the var things
0: Okay, thanks, Vinny.
1: Thanks, Vinny. Ian, do you want to go next? Hi,
0: Anderson. how are you doing? Are you
1: okay? I'm good, and you? Very well. Um, one of
0: the big successes last season when you were all conquering was you won games when you didn't play well. And in the last week, it's kind of been the same with Ajax and certainly with Sheffield Knights from afar. Would you say that you're back to where you were being the last season the team was able to win foot matches in any way? Can you can say that again? Sorry. Yeah, last season you won a lot of games without always playing well. Sometimes you, you won games when you didn't play well. Are you back into that sort of position now?
1: Sometimes he's uh, needed, eh? uh, you not play all the, the matches, 60 matches a year uh, in the same way, all the, the games well. Sometimes you have to you need a little bit of lucky and lucky comes with the hard work comes together I believe on that and uh, we are doing our hard work uh, so sometimes we win the games without playing the best football but we we have to we need to have the full desire the full uh, passion always on the game so sometimes you can make it happen but uh, this this can't be a, a routine uh, we try to, to to play a good game, to, to, to play better and better and better, keep improving. Uh, and this will be what we will try to do in the next games.
0: And 10, 11, 12 points will get you through to the next stage. So having said that, with an away win under your belt, three wins at Anfield. So you're well you're well placed right now, yeah?
1: Yeah. We, we know our quality, we, we know our goals, we have big goals for the, for the season, but you have to focus um, on the next challenge that you have in front of you. Um, as a group stage, you think uh, in points and everything, but uh, for now, we just have to be focused on our, on our opponent and uh, prepare the game, prepare the match the best way as we can to, to do a good game and to get the three points.
0: Okay, Per, TV2. D2, unmute yourself, Per.
1: Hello, Alison, my name is Per from TV2, how are you? Hello, Per, I'm good, and you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I was just wondering, Alison, uh, playing uh, playing in the Champions League uh, without uh, any any supporters on the stand? How much of the difference is there? Because I talked to, to among others, the United manager. And he sees some of the games as training matches because, because he, the atmosphere is so so well. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll never be the same. Uh, we miss a lot the, the our supporters, the atmosphere we have here uh, at Denfield uh, in European nights are just amazing. We will miss miss that, but uh, it's what we have now. We we have to go through this. Uh, We are going already in the Premier League um, and now for the Champions League is the same. Uh, But I'm sure that we will feel the the energy uh, from the supporters, uh, from, from their own homes.
0: OK, Chris, do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Hi, Alison. Um, I just... Oh, you can hear me. Um, I, I just wonder, how painful is it, Alison, for you to watch games? I'm thinking two in particular that you normally would have played, and I think of you know, the Atletico game last year and the Villa game recently. But when you have to sit at home or whatever and watch that game, how, how does it make you feel having to watch those games?
1: Hi, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's bad not being involved in, the, in a football game. Uh, is the worst thing for a football player, but uh, unfortunately, you we have to deal with, with those kind of things as well. It's part of the job. Uh, injuries, uh, we, we try to avoid them, we try to do prevention works, but sometimes happen. Uh, I'm glad that it was only three weeks, but it was long three weeks, looks like three months, uh, and be being. Not involved in the the games in every game is uh, always hard. Not only that, the Atletico game, the Aston Villa game, always is hard because you want to help, you want to be involved, do do what you love to do, and help your teammates to to go for your your goals for our goals. Okay, Kenneth, you go
0: ahead. How how well do you know the team Midtjylland and
1: do we you know the president players of the team? Hi Kenneth, um, yeah, honestly we don't know too much. Uh, we do the the meeting, the meeting before the match, uh, after this this interview. So you'll we'll know more about about Mid- Midland, about the players. Uh, but all we I know that they are a team who qualify for the Champions League. They are. Capable for that, they are doing really well on the on their league. Uh, they are coming from from a, a win, 3-2, uh, with a late winning goal. So this gives confidence for the team to, to come here and and believe uh, on their their goal. I, I believe they come to win the game for the three points. But uh, the most important thing now is uh, focus on ourselves, uh, prepare the game, and uh, focus on what we can do. On the match to get the three points. Okay, Dom, do you want to go ahead? Hi, Alison. Awesome.
2: Um, you, you shaved. You, you took an awful lot of um, time off your recovery. Can you tell us what, what you did uh, in terms of, of, of helping yourself? What what your rehab
0: did? Was it longer hours? Was it you? You must have done somewhere work to, to get yourself back so quickly.
1: I pray a lot. <laughs> Seriously, I pray a lot. <laughs> yeah, but obviously I pray, but um, also did uh, a lot of sessions of treatment. Uh, I was every day for five, six hours in the club, doing treatment uh, with the physios, with uh, working with the fitness department. Uh, and after two weeks, um, being together with the goalie coaches already, doing some catchings, uh, not diving yet. But after uh, two and a half week, I start to dive, and then three days, three days before the match, uh, I start to to work hard with uh, hard shootings, hard kicks, hard uh, catchings, diving, full range diving. So on Friday, I feel I, I gave the, the green light to, to the boss and uh, yeah, I believe um, my faith and um, obviously uh, working hard helps me in the, this this fast recovery. Uh,
0: so, um, have you played through pain? Uh, do you still carry any pain or are you you're free from pain?
1: Uh, every injury that you have on the on the ligament, uh, uh, shoulder, ankle, or knee, you f- still feel something weird, not 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 pain, not really pain, but it's some, it's just weird a little bit. Uh, you feel it uh, for a for a while or for a couple of weeks, uh, but nothing that put limits on uh, on my way to play. I'm uh, really 100% fit to play and uh, comfortable with that. Thank you Thank you okay
0: two final questions. we'll start with Klaus you're on mute Klaus sorry right. there we go okay uh, hi Allison uh, sorry for that um, I have a question with regards to one of the Midland players coming from Nigeria friend Onyeka. he uh, recently lost his dad and have been unable to um, to go back to Africa to attend to his, uh, to his father due to these, these circumstances with the, with the virus and everything. Uh, I would assume that you have some similar experiences of that, something like that, where things get difficult because of all these restrictions. Uh, what's it like being stranded in a, in a foreign country far away and, and uh, having to hear about people experiencing difficulties uh, back home without being able to, uh, to go back or anything?
1: Hi, Klaus. Yeah, first of all, uh, I feel sorry for him, for his loss, uh, really. And yeah, it's a difficult time for everybody. I think many people in the world lost their loved ones and uh, couldn't say goodbye properly. And this is a tough moment for everybody. Sometimes we just forget a little bit because we are involved in uh, our jobs in football. But football is a way to. To give uh, happiness for the people in this, those difficult times, a lot of haf- happiness comes uh, through football, and uh, that's why we do with so much passion and so much love that uh, uh, what we do. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, wow. I I didn't see my parents for uh, I think uh, seven months. It was the last time, it was the longest time I I stay away from them. In, in the in my life but uh, uh, we I'm happy that we have the technology we can I can call them every day and speak with them and um, yeah but uh, I miss them I miss my my friends uh, as well but everybody are going through something that uh, uh, is not really comfortable uh, but uh, we have to keep faith that uh, things will get better as soon as possible uh, and that's it.
0: Okay, and the final question from Jonas, please. Hi, Alison.
1: Um I was just wondering, is it normal that you prepare for a for Champions League match for around 24 hours uh, before the game? Hi, Jonas. Uh, yeah, normally uh, it's the same preparation. Uh, today we have our meeting, we try to to, to know a little bit more from the the opponent, we we have our training session uh, as as the same doing our preparation, focus on ourselves, what we can do, what we can improve from the from the last match, what we can repeat on the pitch that we did well, uh, yeah, and just prepare our minds and the rest before before the. The challenge that we have tomorrow that we is is really important for us in this season. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.